Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 247 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's loss to Oklahoma and look forward to Saturday's matchup with the Michigan State Spartans. We also hear from you on the Runza Reaction Line. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Justin. Michael. Is it plausible to claim that the best game of the Scott Frost era thus far was a loss? Hmm. I think it is possible. I feel like there's not that many great wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's well that that is true. <laughs> We've Joel Klatt was talking after the game about how we have lost the last eight games that we've lost by a combined twenty-eight points. Ugh. That's disgusting. Uh yeah. But that, you know, he feels like we are significantly better and you know, this is a unbiased guy who's covered us you know game on game off through the years mm-hmm. so uh yeah it, that very well could be i feel like to this point our best game might be the ohio state loss from season one of the frost era mm. and um you know but for some but for some special team shenanigans this one goes down totally differently i know a lot of people want to say but for special teams and offensive line goofs but you know that stuff's going to happen. They're young guys. Not to excuse it, but that offensive line is not made up of guys who were Big Ten Player of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come some slack. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Young guys, <laughs> 50th anniversary game of the century at Oklahoma, big stage. You might jump off sides a few times. But, man, Connor, You know what Connor, I am Connor. proud of? What are you proud of? As a Husker fan who has endured a lot of just watching this team flounder and give up, when the score was 9-23, to I thought to myself, there it is, there's where they're going to score two, three more times, and then people are going to look at this score, people who didn't watch the game, they're going to have no clue how close this game actually was because... Oklahoma finally figured it out towards the end of the game and we just lie lied down and died, you know? That that didn't Did we happen. We lied this down game. and died or we lay down and died. We we laid ourselves down and died. <laughs> I remember people saying that there's a grammatical error in the title as I lay dying, but I just didn't learn as, grammar. As I lie dying is what it should be. Cuz you you lay something like, it, it's a verb. You do it to something. Or I don't know how, what the word there. Yeah, because the other word's still a verb. Wow. Anyway. I have an um, English major, and I did not learn grammar. It really frustrates me. Onward. <laughs> Never mind. So, anyway, th- th- this was a game where it, it felt like there was the moment where the straw broke the camel's back, so to speak. And I, as a fan, was like, okay, here, here we go. And then our team kept fighting. Yeah. They kept themselves in the game. They overcame adversity uh, to an extent. They still lost. But they were fighting tooth and nail to the very end of this game. And that's that's what I'm proud of this team for this week. It definitely felt like they could have packed it up. It felt like if things were going to fall apart 
that was the moment. I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, that that not only that, but there's kind of an epic interception that you know is all people are talking about. Um, and that could have been a backbreaker for this team to just the way people were flipping out. I mean, admittedly, amazing catch. You can't take that away. Um, but uh, to go from that high moment to three and out, decent punt return for the first time all season, not even a good one, just, you know, he got some yards, <laughs> yay. And and then a touchdown. And I'll tell you what, the authority that Martinez stood in the pocket and delivered that pass and then Martinez, with a guy draped all over him, uh, did I say Martinez? Omar Manning um, caught the ball, first first uh, first touchdown as a Husker. That was a really good play. I was jacked at that moment. I did not. Yeah, like you say, I, it could have gone south, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lost, but it, it could have gone right. way south. So here we are, already talking about the game, uh, getting getting straight to it, which I'm all for. Um, I want to point this out. Um, so on Reddit, uh, this is a post from the user Some Hype, and he just points out some interesting statistics about Martinez. He said, after four weeks of play, Adrian has nine touchdowns, nine, five passing, four rushing, to one interception. And you were just referencing said interception. It was a freak interception. For me, it feels like it should have an asterisk. It's the kind of thing... I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday saying, like, if this thing happened on a game of Madden or something, I'd be pissed that it it happened to me. Because I'd be like, there's no way. There's no way a human would jump up and catch that ball. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, only one interception four games in. Were you expecting that this season? That Martinez would not have thrown an interception until a freak play against Oklahoma? You know, that's funny. I guess I hadn't realized it, and I sure would have hoped, but I would have felt like that was maybe an unrealistic hope. Um, I guess maybe it, I didn't realize that. It's that fumble from the Illinois game kind of looms large when you think about um, turnovers. But, yeah, yeah he, he's he's played so well. Even his dad was on Twitter saying, my son played great. Yeah. That well, was awesome. Here, he, he's not done. Oh. Uh, Reddit user some hype continues. He says he ranks sixth in the country in total QBR quarterback rating and has completed 66% of his passes throwing for over 1000 yards in just four games. He's also the only non running back in the country ranked in the top 30 in total rushing yards. Wow. That's, I mean, that's some good. (laughs) All I have to say is any fans who think we need to move on from this. He has done everything you could ask from a quarterback so far this year. Um, you know, like you said, there was that fumble that, that kind of ruined, <laughs> uh, potentially our, our shot in that Illinois game. But I mean, uh, he just keeps getting better and he's making throws. He was making throws yesterday that we've never seen him do before. Yeah. Well, it helps he that he had poise in the pocket which I, like, that's not something people have used to describe Adrian Martinez. He was a better quarterback than Oklahoma's quarterback, for sure. Yeah, uh, our friends over at Arbitrary Analytics uh, retweeted something from CFB Numbers, which does a box QB score and kind of, it runs it runs numbers on passing yards, rushing yards, and it subtracts points for sacks and turnovers, which Rattler had neither. Um, and then... It factors in a few different things. Anyway, bottom line, you look at the raw numbers, and Martinez outplayed Rattler. Yeah. So did did Martinez have any sacks yesterday? I think he was that's, sacked. Yeah, that's a. Uh, oh, you're saying? Can we he. just ignore the last like 50 seconds of that game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, such a shame. They get they get the ball back, but then no real opportunity to do anything with it. I was I was gonna say just before we got to that last drive there that. It makes such a difference to have um, everybody back. So you had um, both tight ends back. Um, you had Omar healthy. Uh, no Oliver Martin, right? I don't think we saw him. Um, but uh, everybody's in there. Xavier Betts having some big plays. Um, he spread the ball around. The, you saw the dynamic height 
and athleticism of the wide receiver core finally make a difference. And, you know, the running backs, we, we still don't have a definitive leader, but everybody kind of did their part, carried the ball mm-hmm. a little bit here, a little bit there. Would really like to have one guy, but maybe that's just me. I don't think, uh, I don't think Frost really, even though they kind of said it before the season, I think he's content to not have one guy. I think he's content to just do situational ball where he can put one guy in to make a, you know, a play here, a play there. I, I, I think that's what he likes to do. I, it would be interesting to see the stats of, of his running backs when he was the offensive coordinator at Oregon. I feel like he had some dominant running back though. A couple years there. I wouldn't know. All that to say, though the offensive line struggled, you're right. They, they gave him uh, a clean pocket several times, he, but he was able to scramble and make things happen other times. And he also took some hits and still delivered. And, and he scrambled really effectively. Yeah, Adrian, Adrian did everything he could to get us the win. I don't know. You know, at this point, you got to have everybody else kind of come up around him. He can only He can only get us so far. He's only one man, right? Mm-hmm. He can only get us so far, and uh, we just need the rest of the team to come up around. The defense was stellar. Oh, my not, gosh. Yes. Not perfect, but stellar. They did everything you needed. Uh, maybe – I will say there was a, was there, there were two or three dropped interceptions that, like, legit could have been interceptions, mm-hmm. not just like, oh, we almost intercepted the ball, and you go back and look, and it wasn't anywhere close. No, like, right. in their hands. And, uh, you know, something like that, especially early on, could have really flipped the script because we didn't end up with any turnovers, right? We just threw the uh, one interception nope. and we didn't get yeah. the ball back. So, you know, in in a tight game, when you look at the box score here and you see um, turnovers, one for one for Oklahoma and zero for Nebraska, I mean, that's a spot where a turnover could have made the difference. Yeah. And their turnover, we'll just, we'll take that. It was basically a punt, right? A really, really effective punt. So should we, uh, should we talk about that? Do you want to talk Maybe about it? Maybe just for Mike? a minute. Just for a minute. Do you think you should have... You think you should drop the ball, Mike? Okay, so here's the thing. I actually didn't really pay attention to the catch itself. I was thinking all about the situation. Mm-hmm. And so when they threw it and somebody else intercepted it, all I was thinking was like, why did he catch that? And the commentators on television, it's like their brains divided by zero. Like, I don't know if you remember, but they were like, oh my gosh, well, I thought they were reacting to why did he catch that? It was <laughs> down. Uh-huh. But they never went there. And so there there was genuine confusion from me of like why are they making a big deal about this? Uh, mm. not to make excuses for myself, but I I can say I didn't actually really pay attention to how grand of a catch it was until after the game and I I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this again and Okay, cool, great. Yep, he went up, he caught it, acrobatic catch, great, cool. I get why people are making a big fuss about it. But I feel like it's your job as the commentator on television to point out that that, in terms of football IQ, is a stupid move. (laughs) You don't catch an interception on fourth down. On the one-yard line. On the one-yard line. So, I... I tweeted out, I'm confused as to why they're making this seem like it's such an amazing thing. Any smart player would drop the ball. Uh, the internet did not like that. Um, uh, uh, to the point where I considered deleting the tweet. Um, a lot of people making fun of us. A lot of people making fun of Nebraska fans, which I thought was kind of... Uh, there was implications that Nebraska fans are stupid um, or look at this guy, he's tweeting because he's not, you know, he's, uh, you could, you need to suit up and, and play, you know, I don't see you playing on, so I'm like, okay, well, I don't have eligibility, I'm, it's, <laughs> that ship has sailed, I can't go play, you know, and then I also, I really have issues with people like, unless you've done it, you can't have an opinion on it, that's bull, you know, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, I'm getting distracted here. Uh, at at the end of the day, I did tweet an apology, and I and I want to be clear. I regret implying that the player was not intelligent. 
Sure, yeah. Um, That's fair. Because, I, I mean, no disrespect to uh, Mr. DJ Graham. Uh, yes, it was a great catch. Yes, I understand why somebody in the moment would reel that in and take it down. Instinct takes over in those situations. Um, I do stand by the observation that on paper, any defensive player should drop the intercepting pass uh, on their way down, have the, have the, uh, I don't know what you're going to call it, want to have the awareness to the second you hit the ground, let go. You know, you can reel it in, but intentionally let go of that ball when you hit the ground um, for the sake of your team. Um, because field position matters. I will just point out Oklahoma's coach agreed with me. Mm-hmm. He sure <laughs> so did. I will leave it at that. I'm sorry, Internet. Uh, hopefully you can at least uh, respect the Husker pod for uh, we stuck to our guns and we took it to the chin. We left the tweet up and let everybody say their piece. And the tweet has run its course. I I don't see any new <laughs> new. Uh, tweet quotes or whatever or retweets or comments coming in from Oklahoma fans. Um, so. or it, I, some of them were just not even Oklahoma fans. Some of them were yeah. just, yeah. 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 But, uh, but Nebraska fans aren't stupid. I'm not stupid. Well, maybe I'm stupid because I tweeted that, but like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, dumb. <laughs> yeah, the only, the, I think the only way to phrase it better, which we tried to do is just, uh, the, Outside of actually like scoring a touchdown or getting a first down on that play, like the next best thing to happen was an interception. Yeah. Because otherwise they get the ball at like the 25. Mm-hmm. And an interception, anywhere it happens, is better field position for us, you know, worse for them. So, right. I mean, definitely appreciate the athleticism of the catch, but. Um, it did lead to a touchdown for us. <laughs> it, it directly led to a touchdown. <laughs> it directly because they led had to points for two Nebraska. conservative runs, an incompletion, a punt that was caught on their side of the fifty, I think, and run to like the thirty-six, and in like two or three plays later, we scored. So yep. It. Uh, but if probably... you bring that up, the internet's just going to tell you, yeah, but you still lost. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. The the, uh, the internet is not a place for nuance. We did still lose, but brought us within a touchdown of what we talked about five minutes ago was a moment that felt like, oh, this could be, uh, we could really start to snowball here. This could really fall apart. So, mm-hmm. great play. Great anyway, catch. Yeah. yeah. That's that's all there is to say about that. Justin, mm-hmm. do you think I could play for Nebraska? Uh, I don't know how to politely answer that question, Mike. You can just say no because I, I know the answer is no. The an, the answer is no, Mike. <laughs> Neither of us. I need to go back in time and uh, ch- make some drastically different choices at a very young age. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've talked a lot about Adrian. Um, we haven't really talked. To, we've talked a lot about re- receiving and uh, wide receivers, tight ends, making plays. Um, a little bit of a mystery still with with running back, but you know, Ramir Johnson. With 11 carries for 42 yards, that's 3.8, which is not a world beater, but it's better than what we've been seeing. Right. And also three catches for 48 yards. Um, mm-hmm. That's a 16-yard average. That's awesome. Did he have one called back, too, because of a silly Nebraska penalty, or did they end up waving that one? I can't remember. Um, but it was, I mean, what a long time coming it's been on that. This, yeah. was such, this was such an interesting matchup. i got to tell you, Mike, I meant to say this up top, but I, I forgot to. Um we're totally a Big Ten team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, we're total. I mean, we played, like, a Big Ten game, and that was the goal, and the hope was we've transitioned to being this type of team. Hopefully that gives us a shot to win this game, and it did. You know, it put us in contention, you know, but for the ultimate, you know, trifecta of tough defense, uh, effective offense, trifecta is, of course, excellent special teams, and that was not – they were not excellent – um, but so, but for that, we win this game or, you know, who, who's to say if we actually win it, but we are a lot closer and we're in a lot better shot. Um, but I was just thinking back, I've had some conversations with some, some friends and fans of other teams who have, have let us know how, how much Nebraska's crap smack talk about 
how bad the Big Ten was, you know, 10 years ago and even before that has just lingered. And um, I kind of felt like watching that game and seeing how close we were to them and how close we were to them right as we left the conference too, how I might how I might think those same things back then. Like we just went toe to toe with one of the top five, 10 teams in the country. And now we're transitioning to this new conference. Like, of course we're going to be confident. Um, But here's the thing is that now I know that we match up really well with Oklahoma and I'm not as, as great as we all feel right now about the team appropriately. So Um, I don't know that the fact that we only lost by a touchdown to Oklahoma automatically translates into beating Michigan State, who right. on paper is yeah. st- statistically more inferior. wins in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Oklahoma really wants to throw these deep balls, and our defensive backs shut them down. So when they had to run, I mean, they had they were effective, but they didn't have a hundred yard rusher, um, and they didn't have a play longer than twenty three yards. I mean, really? that's just remarkable. Yeah, they had one run from Kennedy Brooks for twenty three yards and a, pa- a reception to Marvin Mims for 23 yards, and those were the longest plays. That is remarkable uh, for a team that's used to scoring so many points, and it just speaks to the fact that we came in and we big tend up this game, and I'm proud of it. Um, but, yeah, I'm not as excited as I am for the team, and I, I don't want to be a negative Nancy, um, but it, I don't feel like we've got it all figured out, now we're going to go win them all. Like, Michigan State is, is scary. Um, yeah. And... Uh, and it's just you know it's just about matchups I think at the end of the day. And I wasn't I was just not that impressed by Spencer Rattler. Is that am I? Is that the Husker Kool Aid talking there? I just no no not blown away. Like I was saying, our quarterback's better. It, he is, yeah. I was impressed by my quarterback. I mean, he's he's clearly Spencer Rattler is a very talented guy, but meh. <laughs> so, um, Justin, do you think that we need a? Uh designated special teams coach yet i don't i don't know i know you've been beating that drum and there definitely needs to something needs to happen and maybe jonathan rutledge the offense uh, the special teams uh analyst who's kind of leading things up maybe uh maybe coaching which is what got us in trouble <laughs> yep maybe he actually had a really powerful effect on connor Culp, and you know he, his guy his punter got hurt which hey Props to Pristup for coming in and and punting two punts, one for forty eight, one for fifty two yards. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. So Cherney was Rutledge's guy last year, and then he got hurt and never played. And so a guy that was not his guy didn't do as well as had been hoped. But maybe Rutledge really was like the Connor Culp whisperer back there in the background. I just don't know. I I just don't know what's going on. Here, here's my question at this point: Why haven't we seen? It? anybody else try to kick a field goal like are is he our like i i'd hate to that sounds so terrible for me to be saying this but any reasonable person would ask who else you got well you know after the six field goal kicker debacle of was it his for his frost second oh, year yeah. <laughs> i mean they did everything they could to dig up kickers and kick off so specialists why not do that again my goodness well so i'm just saying i assume they're on the roster and they did put in a freshman who then promptly had a kick block. Maybe not his fault. Maybe, you know, when the offensive lineman gets blown up, that'll happen. But um, Frost, I think Frost is known to stick with his guys. Maybe. Good grief. Believing that he can, he's going to ride with them and, and then they're going to come out of the dip. And, uh, you know, he got, he got one off the upright. That was getting closer. He did make a, a career long to start, start the game out. Um, I don't, I just don't know what the answer is. I don't know if a coordinator fixes Connor Culp. You see people tweeting about how sloppy kicking is an indictment of sloppy coaching and kickers are such like a unique creature within the college football ecosystem. They're, they're, they're almost like artists off on their own doing their thing. You know, they're, they're just so separate from everything, which is what made, um, a guy like, um, Sam Fultz so unique is he was going to be a captain and um and that was really unique so you know I think you you tell me more why you think that would make a big difference I'm just not sold on it yet I just I feel like 
special teams, I mean, look at our SP plus rating the last several years at this point. If we're in the hundreds consistently yeah. in our ranking, it's not just the kicking. It's the lack of kickoff, well, the lack of punt returns. It's the fielding of kickoffs that you shouldn't. That didn't we have? Yeah, we had a, a a drive towards the end of the game where we had to start on the thirteen yard line. Yeah, Ramir Johnson should have taken a knee or done a fair catch what? and say he takes it from the one for twelve yards. Why on earth is stuff like that? Still and the happening? moment he got to people, he started going left and right. The moment you're going left and right instead of like maybe making one cut and going, it's you know it's over. You don't even you know. One in a thousand is going to work out. So the well, moment Justin, he started, you sound, you sound like a special teams coach. <laughs> I, I don't know much, but I just know that that wasn't going to work. And you know, Ramir Johnson, I don't know how many kicks he's going to be returning or how many he's practiced. But so, but to, just to back up just a little bit, so just take the field goal kickers out of the equation. You've got Prist up with a punt average of fifty yards. Yeah, you've got. Um, you have one kick return for 31 yards, so that kind of stinks. But then you had a whole bunch of touchbacks. Um, yeah, that's you, that's been nice you've got, to see this year. You've got one punt return for us for 10 yards. You got one punt return from them for zero yards. Uh, what? So that's punting, punt coverage, oh, uh, kick, kickoff, kick return. So you know, obviously, you got to then put. <laughs> you have to put the kickers back into it. And that, yeah. but I guess with the point and I'm trying to make of, is none like, of our onside kicks have worked this year either. You make zero percent of the shots that you don't try. <laughs> what I was I'm waiting to, for you to say something. Yeah, there's yeah. obviously there have there been no none. onside yeah. kicks. But no, what yeah. I'm trying to say is special teams are improving. <laughs> and Con, but Connor Culp is so glaring, and then poor mm-hmm. Kellen Meyer comes out, mm-hmm. and I guess yeah. Frost, Frost said, "I don't mind that he didn't." make the kick but i do mind that he didn't try to race the guy down at all mm-hmm. um so but yeah they're probably i don't know i want to give dawson a full season i guess okay but you can go ahead and keep tweeting that that's we okay. don't have to speak with one voice from our twitter handle we certainly don't <laughs> really you don't want uh some of the decisions i make on our twitter account to reflect on you personally <laughs> I got to look some of these people in the eye at work and <laughs> what did you say? That was Mike. That's okay. I'm we're happy not, to be, we're to not, be that guy. <laughs> we're not to the point where you have to put initials after your tweets. I mean, there are times where I'm like, Hey, I just want everybody to know this is me talking, not Justin. <laughs> I claim this tweet, <laughs> but anyway, um, I think now's a good time to, uh, let some of our friends who called into the runs reaction line, uh, chime in on, on this discussion yeah let's do it all right so first up is kyle from pierre or is it pier south pierre. dakota it's it's spelled pierre it's pierre. pierre yeah all right here's here's kyle from pierre south dakota he'll probably clear it up right away hey this is kyle anderson from pierre south dakota let me just say that game lived up to the height that they were putting in it was gonna be i tell you I think any Husker fan, if I would have told them that going into the final minute, the Huskers had the football, it was a one-score game, you would have taken it every time. You know, as a relatively recent Husker fan, really not being truly uh, devoted until 2013, um, I never got the Oklahoma rivalry, but this game really shows it off. And Man, I think it's good to keep it in perspective. Um, like I said, hey, you got to take what you can get. And 21-point favorites to uh, only winning by seven, you're going to take that every week. Thanks, guys. You have a great podcast. I'll be looking forward to the one for this week. Thanks. Bye. I think Kyle sums it up really well. Uh, yeah, coming in, coming into the final drive, it's a one-score game. you got a chance to win. It's, it's uh, about the best thing you can hope for with the top five, number three matchup. And, and this is kind of funny to to think about how excited Oklahoma was for this game. It just dawned on me at, at some point this weekend. You know, Oklahoma lost the game of the century. We uh, we love this game, and I think we love it largely because we won it. I don't know how celebratory I would be. I mean, you know, there was a game of the century part two in the eighties. 
I can't even tell you what year it was because we lost it. <laughs> right. Right. But, so that's just, you know, I appreciate I appreciate Oklahoma making a big deal out of it and along with us, and I'm really excited for them to come up here next year. Yeah. And, you know, uh, to speak to Kyle's observation there, um, I would have been ecstatic but also surprised if somebody told me your team's going to be in it with one minute left. Um, you know, for, for all of my uh, – all of my uh, – I don't know what you want to call it. I was I was kind of beating that drum of saying, hey, maybe we could punch Oklahoma in the mouth. It didn't exactly work that way, but we stayed in the game. Um, you, you know, um, I think most of college football fandom would have laughed us <laughs> out of the room if we told them, just watch, Nebraska is going to be in this game till the very end, till their final drive where they have the ball with less than a minute left. You know, mm. um, so in, in a sense, um, you know, people will say, oh, no moral victories. Uh, I think we need moral victories right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, real victories like would said, be good, we're too. Gonna, we're going to take what we can get from this game, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Up next is Brandon from Kansas City. Guys, this is Brandon from Kansas City. Um you know, I just can't help thinking about the inches speech from any given Sunday when I think about this team. You know, it's we've heard about culture for the last four years, culture, culture, culture. That's what the staff has preached since they came in. Yet we keep losing one-score games due to just absolutely inexcusable mental mistakes and lack of attention to detail. And I just think, you know, it's it's a game of inches. You know, you've got to take it and fight for one of those inches. But the way that you do that isn't by, you know, scratching and clawing. It's from focusing on the details. You don't have every offensive lineman get called for, get called for a false start. Um, you don't miss two field goals and then have a four-point or a three-point swing because of a blocked extra point. You know, I'm not going to focus on the kicking. You guys had said that at the end of your, at the end of the game with a post on Twitter, but I just, I keep thinking about attention to detail. And it's the thing that scares me the most because you have so few guys left in that program that aren't, aren't Frost guys. These are all guys that came to play for him and they just can't focus on the details. And so they have this abysmal record in one-score games that are all decided by details. You know, I talk a lot with uh, one of your other one of your other uh, frequent uh, conversation guys, um, Arch Hawk from uh, from St. Louis. You know, and he's an Iowa fan. Has been watching Iowa win games like this because of their attention to detail. If we were going to take anything away from how Iowa approaches football and bring it into Lincoln, it's that focus on the details. Then the talent that we showed today busts through, and we aren't scrambling to make a bowl game this year. Can't wait to hear you guys this week and hear your thoughts. Uh, go Big Red. Brandon's uh, voicemail reminds me of something that I said to a friend this week when they asked me um, what I expected from Nebraska when they play Oklahoma. And I said, it is possible for Nebraska to win but they will need to play the cleanest game of the Scott Frost era thus far. Mm. That did not happen, and we lost. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you, Brandon. They got to clean it up. Yeah, there's been a lot of Zapruder filming of the different personal fouls that we got called with, especially Cam Jurgens. I don't think anybody. <sighs> questions him like jumping on the guy at the end of one play that right. was probably over the top but him just like driving guys down the field um that gets called at one point uh that's what you're coached to do that's what you're coached to do and i think that when they watch the tape the coach is like hey cam keep doing that <laughs> don't, don't stop that that's what it right. takes to win um yeah i'm really eager to see I'm I'm thinking back to your original question when we started the show, like was is this loss like the best game of the Husker era, of the Frost era? I'm so eager to see a tight win. We just don't know how to do it, 
and we haven't done it. I guess we did kick the game-winning field goal um, after a crucial pick six or a, a crucial pick against Northwestern a couple years ago where we had to, like, six-string kicker hit it. But other, we just don't win close games with Frost right now. And and it does feel like we're close. It's nice to hear other people saying we're close and, you know, we're not just crazy. And um, it's a tough schedule. It is a tough I, – I retweeted something earlier this week that the remaining schedule – uh, of the remaining schedule, Nebraska has the toughest, toughest road ahead. So it is. There are no favors. We just were a touchdown from beating the number third, number three team in the country. And now ranked four because of us. <laughs> yeah, now ranked four, and Iowa's five, and Ohio State's ten or something. They'll go back up. It's just, it's just brutal. So, um, yeah, got to clean it up. I think we will. I think we're getting close. Ready to see it though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hype things up. I'm ready to see it. You know what I hope. What do you the, hope? The result is from this weekend. I feel like this team got a taste of what they could be. Sure. And I I hope that mentally that does something for them. Where now they start, they really start focusing in on these small mistakes. Start improving. Um, you know, they, they talk about how winning uh, fixes a lot of problems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this game, I think they saw a glimpse of what they're capable of that they have not seen yet. And I, I really hope that they keep pulling that thread. That's what I would love to see. You know what I love, I do love to see or have seen is the number of calls we got. Man, y'all are ringing Mike's phone off the hook. <laughs> Does that phrase even make sense anymore in a cell phone era? I don't think so. There's no hook. I mean, it, I, I, it, no, it was not plugged in at the time, so no. <laughs> we, uh, I'd say, Mike, do you think this is the most calls we've ever received? Oh, this certainly is. Yeah. yeah. So we had to be kind of selective here. Um, we did give preference to uh, a couple of friends who, uh, I guess you could call them new friends, people who yeah. have not called in uh, yet. So if you did call in. Um, and you've been on the show before. We do appreciate your input. Uh, we're just trying to spread it around, right? Spread the love around and, uh, you know, get some runs of coupons in uh, some hands of people who haven't won them yet. So, yeah. uh, that said, congratulations to Brandon and Kyle. You have earned yourself a free Runza coupon, uh, free Runza combo, combo coupon. coupon. And it's a full, the whole thing. You got a full meal coming your way. Via coupon from the Husker Pod. Mike celebrates coupons, but I will be mailing you a coupon. Yeah, so uh, whatever that is, burn it and then uh, use the <laughs> coupon instead. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for calling into the Runza Reaction Line. I believe that we have uh, decided to throw in a couple kind of bonus voicemails at the end um our good friend bizarro max he called in again this week and i really like what he had to say because he agrees with me that we need a special teams coordinator so (laughs) want to make sure that that gets included and we also have our international caller uh matt german matt he called in again and and we're going to throw that in first time this year good to hear from you and and from you too max Mm -hmm. and from all the others we had we had a number of repeat callers, so thanks to everybody. We really appreciate the support, and usually we only get a lot of good calls after wins, so it's nice to <laughs> nice to get some calls after some good calls after a loss. Yep, yep. So thanks everybody, and uh, you know if you're listening to this podcast, I just I do want to point out um, we got many calls uh, from many locations. Oh, but we only got calls from one gender. <laughs> oh. So, if there are any women listening who would like to chime in on the next episode, uh, that you know, we are uh, we're open to that. If you want to call in, um, in fact, I'm just going to go ahead and say it: any women who call in for the next episode, whether you're featured on the podcast or not, free runs a coupon. Do you want to put a cap on that? Uh, up to five. Whoa, Michael! Woo! I just because I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> getting spendy with our coupons. Yeah. I think I'll have to dip into my personal stash. <laughs> yeah, man. Mike, off the cuff there. All right. Mike said it. It, it. Mike hath spoken. So call, ladies. We'd love to hear from you. I hope we don't get some crap calls from ladies. 
<laughs> I'm going to leave that comment in there, Justin. Yeah, hold on, hold on. If we get quality phone calls, if it's somebody just calling and saying like, hey, I'm a girl. Give me my coupon. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know whose voice that is, but yes. <laughs> or it might be me just calling in. Hey, Mike, I like Renzis and my coupon. Oh, thanks for calling, Justine. All right. Anyway, I think we need to move on and start looking at Michigan State. Okay. Well, uh, one last thing before we do, thought it might be worth noting that in SP Plus, Oklahoma stayed at number two despite the narrow victory over over us. I mean, we're top huh. we were top forty team, I guess. Their offense did drop a tick from one to two. Defense stayed fifteenth, and their special teams dropped from uh, seven to nine. I guess they did miss a field goal and I don't I don't know sometimes the special teams one in particular I, I just, it's kind of hard to gauge there's so many so many factors um, mm-hmm. but we're here to talk about Michigan State Michigan State uh, just entered the associate Associated Press's poll at 20th overall however SP plus uh, our our metric that we prefer here is not quite so kind they are 40th overall Okay. Their, off, their offense is 67th, their defense 17th. Special teams is uh, it's Husker level, 116th. So, huh. you know they're I human. What's going on there? I don't know. Their quarterback Peyton Thorne is 48 of 77 on the season for 726 yards at 62%, averaging 9.4 yards per throw per catch rather, with an 85 yard touchdown pass in there that'll that'll help you out with with your numbers nine touchdowns no interceptions it's been sacked five times kenneth walker the third is their leading running back 57 carries for 493 yards and five touchdowns not bad yeah it's a 8.6 yard average which is probably more than double our leading running backs average i didn't see step at all this week by the way that was weird um for uh and he did i say this he has a long of 75 so they've they've had a couple big time plays so that's something to stay aware of the quarterback peyton thorne i mentioned earlier he's rushed 16 times for 50 51 yards and a touchdown so not uh he's no taylor martinez but he can move the ball when need when need be um jaden reed has 12 receptions for 277 yards he's the one with the 85 yard touchdown catch for he's got three touchdowns and we've got another guy here with a 51-yard catch. Not a touchdown, though, Trey Mosley. Kenneth Walker the third only has three touchdowns, three catches, rather, on for 17 yards and uh, one touchdown. So, though dominant running, he is not a big threat out of the backfield. Xavier Henderson at safety is the leading tackler with seven, uh, 17 solo and eight assists. That's 25 tackles and two sacks for 14 yards he's defended a pass he's intercepted a pass so xavier henderson all over the place cal holiday at linebacker 19 tackles and a pass defended and the sack leader actually is xavier henderson plus jeff petrakowski p petra petroski with a couple of sacks uh, from the dn position andrew beasley two sacks from d end as well so they're, they're going to bring the pressure. I think it's pretty. In- I think it's always really interesting when you have a safety who leads the team in tackles. I think, I don't know if Nebraska has had many. I think of like Mike Brown, who was just, you know, an All-American safety, covered the field, was a warrior. I think he had led the team in tackles. But usually you got a linebacker doing that. Um, yeah, good team. Kicking game, 16 of 16 extra points from Matt Coughlin. And two of five field goals. So that explains the poor SP plus numbers. Two of five with the misses coming from 30 and then two from beyond the 50. As long as 37. They run tough and we've got a pretty stout defensive line. Our our linebackers have been playing well, but they're going to have to do it for four quarters. Here's the thing I don't get. Do, do we know Michigan State is good? Uh, I I, th- I think they are. So I, I forgot, I, I neglected to give you the SP plus rankings of their opponents this year. Right. Northwestern, who they beat 38-21, is actually 85 overall. So not great. 
Uh, Miami, who they just thumped, 38 to 17 in Miami, is 26 overall. So that's, you know, decent and uh, better than us. And Youngstown, who uh, they beat 42 to 14, is 42nd overall in the FCS. So uh, inferior to us. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, are we a good team? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. But uh, here's the thing everybody's making a big deal out of them beating Miami. But look, look, like, how do you know Miami's any good? They're ranked 24. What was that? They've lost to Alabama. They lost to Michigan State. Their only win is they won by two points against, like, Appalachia or something like that. Appalachian State. Hmm. Two points. Hmm. That's their one win on the year. How are they ranked? Yeah, as you uh, you got to think back to that great Sean Eichhorst quote. Had to consider where Miami was at. I'm butchering that. You know what I'm talking about? When he said, I had to consider where Iowa was at when I fired Bo Pelini after beating mm-hmm. Iowa. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I know that, that quote <laughs> riles, riles them up over across yeah. the river. So I, I just, I'm kind of like, yes. Michigan State has been surprising people. I don't think anybody expect them to be this good this year. But, you know, let's not just write this one off as an automatic W for them. You know, I think a lot of people are are doing that. And if anything, Nebraska has shown not to write ourselves, rather not to write us off. But at the same time, like, maybe that's going to work against us because now Michigan State, they're not... uh, they're not resting on their laurels thinking this will be an easy W. I don't know, but my brain's going in a million different directions on this one. It's it's at Michigan State, so... Yeah. Um, Mel Tucker was the coach at Colorado when they beat us up in Denver or in Boulder a couple years ago, so that makes you a little bit nervous. He has flipped that team around. I mean, whether, whether they're a flash in the pan here preseason or... You know, whether this is something substantial, they're starting strong, and there seems to be evidence that uh, he's got the team on the right track. So yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good challenge. It's a good challenge, and if we want to go to a bowl game, we really need to win this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of our debacle in week zero, there's little room for error anymore. That's right. That did occur to me yesterday. There, there were times where I was like thinking to myself, "How did this team lose to Illinois?" <laughs> oh my goodness, Illinois just Gosh. looks terrible. I got SP pulled up, SP Plus pulled up. Let me see where Illinois ranks. Sure. Still scrolling. It's all good. Ninety-two. That's why it took me so long. They have the seventy-eighth offense, the hundredth defense, and the twentieth special teams. Mm. Man, that was a bad loss. Man, oh man, that was a bad loss inexplicable how do you yeah. how does that happen i think you just encapsulated our podcast for the last four years in the last five seconds of talking <laughs> i mean if this if this season it's gonna be it's a such a tough season i i truly believe and it's been helpful to hear from outside the nebraska bubble commentators say this team has grown they're much better but you could potentially have a five and seven season here and then the difference between going bowling or not is an absolute abysmal showing with some awful plays at Illinois. You know, a game you should have won, but for some awful, awful plays. Uncharacteristic plays. We just saw it this... is... Yeah, so oh, I'll sorry. stop. No, I'll stop. I was going to keep going. No, I'm done. <laughs> I was going to say, it's almost sickening that, like, save for... I mean, like, and everybody goes down the what-ifs rabbit hole all the time. But this team could be four and zero right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! With uh, a few more, a few more made field goals. Yep. Yep. It's getting late, and I'm getting a little bit more negative than I like to be. I suppose <laughs> here. Um... You know, I I will say I think the overall, you know, if if you were to do kind of like a, a wellness check on Husker Nation right now, I'd say overall people are optimistic after this weekend um certainly not hearing as many people calling for uh frost's job anymore um and uh yeah i think i think overall uh, aside from perhaps my brother-in-law hi taylor if you're listening (laughs) he he was pretty frustrated during the game but i i think most folks 
kind of get like okay if you can have like i said before if you can have any type of progress shown during a loss i think we saw some this week and it makes me hopeful for what this team could do in the coming weeks but holy cow you guys start playing clean because it will win you some games yeah it will win you some games if you start Preach, playing clean brother mike. football you want to make a score prediction coach. <laughs> do you want to make a score prediction i've got one written down yep so do i uh, right. i'll let you go this week i usually go first yeah. for whatever reason i've got i think it's a big 10 slobberknacker and i'm gonna adjust it on the fly here i'm adding another touchdown i think <laughs> i'm going 27 20 i think this Ooh. is this is the week where we figure it out a little bit on how to win a close game and okay. I think they're going to run the ball, but not as successfully as they have. Remember, Northwestern was replacing a lot of defenders as as confident as they were. They they had some gaps to fill from some long-standing leaders on defense. So, um, yep, twenty-seven twenty is what I got. It's interesting that you would do that because I had twenty-seven twenty-four. Oh my! Um, and I like how both of our scores imply uh, several field goals made. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps one missed oh no we are nothing <laughs> or rather not an extra point missed four, optimistic. four touchdowns and an extra point missed uh let's hope it's the other several field goals made yeah well we'll see hey to put a, a kind of a bookend on this thing uh nebraska's sp plus position is we dropped five spots to 36 overall offensively we took one step down to 44 hmm Defensively, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Defensively, we dropped nine spots to thirty-eight. That's surprising. And special teams, someone said, surely we're a lock to be last, and I thought we were. We actually moved up eight spots to one twenty. I think that speaks to what I tried to walk through, which is outside of mm. um, shockingly bad, apocalyptically bad kicking. The other parts of the game were maybe okay. <laughs> I mean, okay enough to be in the bottom 10 of 130 teams, right. but not the bottom. <sighs> well, I concur that we should probably start winding things down here, um, but uh, you know who never stops working for you? Mm. Our sponsors putting food on the table and giving you, or rather helping you find a house in which to put said table for that food. <laughs> How is that, Justin? Can you just say that again? I'm not quite sure I followed the logic. Uh, okay, so, um, yeah, we want to recommend Central Nebraska Buffalo for all of your lean, nutritious, amazingly tasty bison options. Uh, mm. CNBuffalo.com. Make it happen. Follow on social media, too. Um, Kendra just does a great job of driving home the... Uh, the local business and hey you're supporting real people aspect of of what they do um so you know it you, you can go to the store you can buy the prepackaged stuff um but why not get something that in many cases is a healthier alternative to a lot of the stuff that you would buy uh, at the big box stores uh, put some food on your family's table that you can feel confident that uh you're giving them some quality food um also monty Rodi. Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Uh, I wasn't joking about that whole like helping you find a house thing. Like that's what he does. Yeah, definitely. Give Monty a call. Help him help you navigate an exceptionally crazy housing market. Whether you're buying or selling, Monty can help you. You know, it's interesting. I did use the um, I used the gift from Jerry Maguire, the "Help Me Help You" thing this past week. Like, is that movie good? I don't. I think I've only seen it in bits and pieces. Um, so, I don't uh, know if the, I don't know if I don't know if watching that is worth it. But you know what is worth it is working with Monty. So give him a call. Yeah, you know I. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched Jerry Maguire. I I really couldn't speak to it. With I feel like you couldn't get away from it in the nineties. Yeah, like, it was a uh, very cool. Show me the money thing was on like on a million T-shirts. Is and, you had me at hello from that movie as well? No, nah, I don't think that's from Jerry Maguire. You had but. me at hello. <laughs> Jerry Maguire, man. Is it? 
Jeez. Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's it's uh, Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. Jumping on sofas, being the figurehead of cults. <laughs> Hanging on to the side of a they, airplane. Yeah, making really cool action off. movies. Like, yeah. I'll still go see his movies. but For sure, the man doesn't age. Yeah. What does it usually say at this point? Like, we're there. What? When we're at the end of the episode and we're just kind of rambling, you're like, yeah, we're there, oh, yeah. man. We're, we're, uh, it's, here we are. Hi, everyone. Thanks for making it this far. <laughs> oh, there's still more content. To, we're going to put the calls at the end. We should end this. There are. <laughs> hey, stick around for Bizarro, Max, and German Matt. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Hey, guys. It's uh, Bizarro Max from Twitter, your, your token Iowa follower. Um, not here to troll or anything, of course. I don't, you know, I don't do that. Um, I'm not sure if any of your listeners really care what an Iowa fan has to say about this, but um, I, I'm always curious what t- fans of other teams think about our performance. So, to the extent that you are, I thought I'd offer up my thoughts because I actually got to watch the whole game for once. Um, I actually thought Nebraska looked pretty good. Um, looked more like Nebraska that I'm accustomed to seeing from back when I was growing up than what we've seen in a long time. Probably the most physically dominant and uh, aggressive since uh, since Sue was there, I'd say. Um, I really uh, was impressed with uh, just the, the game plan, the patience. Um, you know, the, you know, I didn't think, I mean, there were some early mistakes that first drive, you know, but the team seemed to settle down. Uh, that kind of went away. Um, I think people are going to obsess about the kicking situation. That's a known problem. There's nothing you can really do about that. You know, you got you to gotta get a kicker. You got to get a special teams coordinator. Uh, one thing I did want to mention for what it's worth, uh, and I was talking to my good friend uh, Brandon on Twitter, who's also, I think, one of your listeners about this. Uh, I think you guys mentioned an episode or two ago that it's time for a special teams coordinator. Uh, definitely plus one to that. Um, Iowa went through this exact same thing about, I don't know, five years ago. Our special teams were just a fiasco. Um, the same kind of stuff, like guys like throwing balls back in bounds and just, just bizarre mental mistakes. Uh, I think that was the opening, one of the plays in the, the Hawkslayer Bowl against Tennessee that we lost like 40, a million to zero, may as well been. It didn't matter. Um, anyway, after that, Iowa did go get a special teams coordinator. It has helped tremendously. It's definitely an asset now. And when you're going to play, you know, field position football like that, that's that's got to at least be a neutral factor. Uh, it can't it can't be a, you know, a negative factor. So I think that's definitely a next step. I do not think Scott Frost needs to be fired. Uh, I, you know, I I said from the day he was hired, you've got to give a guy five years to bring in this guy's running system and establish proof of concept. This knee jerk, two years and you're done stuff. It's, it's got to stop. This revolving door is is never going to you know get it go anywhere. So anyway. Um, uh, game was about what I thought. I, I, I thought Nebraska would win. I really did. Um, I said so on Twitter, um, and it was, uh, you know, close. So I feel somewhat vindicated. Um, but anyway, um, from an outside fan's perspective, game game looked better. Team looked better. It's it's a stride forward. I don't really believe in moral victories, but I do believe in recognizing progress, and that game looked like progress. So anyway, uh, you know, have some beers, drink it off, and there's a lot of season left to play. See you, guys. Hey, guys. It's Matt from Germany. Uh, well, Nebraska's two and two, and they very easily could have been four and zero. Oh. Um, I see this season, the rest of the year, the last eight games playing out one of three ways. You can look at this Oklahoma game and go, you know what? This is what we are. This is we can't do a thing about it, and they go two and ten. Or they go, well, we gave it our best shot and we lost to a better team. You know what? Uh, that's, that's just the way it played out. And they're going to struggle and make the same mistakes and go someplace between 5 and 7, 6 and 6, maybe get a incredibly low bowl game, which would be nice. Or they can look at this and go, you know what? This is on me. I've got to get better. I have to have my, for offensive line, I gotta have my hand placement better. Maybe I can, I can trust. I can be not so pumped up about the game. Yep, the emotion is all good and everything, but I need to be, I need to be play smart. Maybe I need to, uh, snap my hips better for a cornerback. Maybe I need to, uh, clog the line better as a defensive lineman. Maybe I can do one little thing better 
this week than I did last week and focus on get improving and improving each and every single practice. It's not on the coaches. It's on the players, purely on the players. And then they could go 10 and 2. So it's up to them. So it's all up to the players. It's whatever they want. They want however they want this season to play out, it's up to them. They can have it their way. All right. You guys have yourself a fantastic day. Good talking to you. I wanted to wait a little bit so, so I could get a, real, a feel for this, for the uh, for the season. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, you guys have a fantastic day, fantastic week. Stay in Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph. Bye. Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. No, pues cámeme.